Welcome to the Week 8 postgame show. A smaller crew than usual, but a ton to get to for the Rhode Island League as the playoffs rapidly approach. One game remaining for all 14 teams. We're going to break down the Week 8 action and then really start to look ahead to those Week 9 matchups and what it means for seeding and kind of begin to preview those different possible first-round matchups and who can get a bye. The top two teams do get a bye this season in Rhode Island. Let's uh, go down the line really quick. Uh, joining us, Fox, once again from uh, his lovely podcast studio. Fox, what's up? <laughs> um, ready to break down some stuff <laughs> in the closet. I, did, I, I wasn't going to do it, but he did it. Christian, what's up? How are we doing today, guys? Good. Very good. Uh, let's start with the game of the week that lived up to the hype. We did have Ozone Boys and Aduye's Boys. Uh, I've been waiting to use the, the boys to men, you know, mantra, I guess. But it was the Aduye's Boys who really brought it in that fourth quarter. I know, you know, Fox said he caught the end of it. Um, I was over there watching much of the game. And um, really first, you know, to, to kick it off, credit to Ozone Boys for sure. Um, the Hogan brothers ran in with two minutes left. They were coming off a flight. They landed in like Boston and made the last two minutes. And, you know, I think they'll even say they didn't add too much, but still it was like a, a boost of energy for that team when they kind of came in, um, jumping into a, a close game with two minutes to go, not ideal. So, you know, being like not warmed up, but that boost of energy definitely helped at a time when it appeared the Duyez boys were losing momentum, losing energy. They went on a huge run in the third quarter and fourth quarter. We'll kind of get to Fox and pick up where I leave off. But I was sitting over there watching, like, here comes the run. Like, how's Ozone going to respond? Crowd's going crazy. You know, Duyez boys' bench is going crazy. They're up six, eight, nine points uh, in the fourth quarter, end of the third, early fourth. Ozone boys with a, with a less than, you know, normal lineup than, than they were used to made a huge comeback. And, uh, you know, then in the final minutes, not pretty. Um, Duye's boys, and I'll kind of let Fox jump in here. Um, Ozone boys with a turnover. Duye's boys with two chances to tie the game. One, one to win the game in the final seconds. Uh, and uh, just both come up short. One by Kutu, one from Volpe. Fox, let's, let's just go right to, you know, game was back and forth. Duye's made a run. Ozone came back. The final really two minutes. What stood out to you? So, honestly... I only got to see the last two minutes, so that's really all I can expand on anyway. Um, but even then, just those two minutes really back and forth, just, oh, who's going to pull away a little bit? The Duyez boys had the ball with whatever it was, 10 seconds, 15 seconds left, down two. And I was like, oh, this game's guaranteed going to overtime. Mm -hmm. uh, I just – that's what I thought was going to happen. I didn't think there was any shot. They didn't get to the rack and score that, especially with all the athleticism they have. They've just got so many guys who can get to the rack. Um, but the Ozone boys stood strong on defense, didn't let anything happen, got the big rebound after uh, the shot went up, and they were able to hold on to it. And The Ozone boys really have been impressing me this season so far. Yep, we're going to get to Christian and the box scores in a second. Um, let me just touch on, so Kutu had a, let's say, 11-foot fadeaway with 20-something seconds left down to um, Ozone boys, didn't have any timeouts. And they kind of hurry up and um, end up throwing it away with like 13, 14, 15 seconds left. And then Vincent Volpe gets the ball and is really taking his time getting up the floor down two in that last possession. Ends up taking a step back three when he may have had a step on the defender. And, you know, it's easy to kind of second guess that. But 
That's the time when you want to get going to the bucket, maybe get fouled to tie the game. Worst case, you miss with seven seconds left to get to foul and at least make them make their free throws, kind of get two chances to, to tie or win the game. Um, and just, you know, the three that would have won it comes up short for the Duyez boys. The Ozone boys do hold on. Christian, we're going to bring up the box scores here. But, you know, from afar, what's your takeaway? Yeah, so just from looking at the highlights and looking at the box score, just glaring that Zach Tartaglia was really nowhere to be found all game. Um, you know, two, uh, one for 12, two points, that's – I mean, it's like 20 points less than his average. He uh, Every game he's been putting up huge numbers, 25, 30 points a game. Um, and I'm not sure if it was Jason who guarded him or Noah Berg, um, but either way I knew that was going to be a tough matchup for him. I didn't assume it was going to be that tough, though. I mean, very impressive defensive work by the Ozone boys. And uh, to do it without the Hogan brothers, too, obviously, you know, maybe the second and third best players in the team. Uh, I mean, just to pull that one out, it's really something. you got to give them a lot of credit. They're better than I think everyone thought before. For sure. And this is that win. Um, I don't want to cancel the call. Give me one second. That, this, this was the type of win that we've been talking about, right? Who is the yeah. Ozone boys beaten? This is one of those wins, and with not even their full team, it adds to that you know quality of win, if you will. Um, and we'll kind of come back to that. But shout out to uh, Noah Berg. I went up to him after the game and was like, "I mess with you." You know, I said it in a different, you know, couple different words, but um, you know, I mess with you. I mean, Shane, Shane was going at him, and uh, you know, Shane was being Shane. Um, you know, it's not like Shane was doing anything that he doesn't normally do, but it's just different with how different people react to it. And uh, Noah was hitting shots in his face and kind of just playing um, despite Indeed. all the noise. Yeah. No, yeah. So, hey, it takes a, a you know different type of person to, to kind of zone that out, especially when you're shorthanded and the pressure's already on you to score or your team is not going to score. Um, so yeah. shout out to, yeah, you know, Jason and, and Noah on the Ozone Boys. Um, let's go to another one of the close games from week eight. We'll go to island time and the werewolves are going to move a little more quickly now so we can kind of get to some stuff and some playoff previews. But, Fox, it is island time getting the two-point win. Talk about comebacks. They made a little bit of a run there in the fourth tied game with five to go. And then it was a Yarsi three that almost brought them back. You know, Mike Wilbur, Jeff Winchell, Dexter Liu made some huge, huge plays in the final minutes. And they hold on to get the win uh, against the werewolves team now that finds themselves. We're going to get to that, you know, portion of the standings. Teams five, six, seven, eight, nine, all kind of bunching up. But um, Island Time, you know, talk about a team that's rolling. Island Time is for sure. Yeah, uh, especially as of late, Island Time has been very impressive. Just doing all the little stuff, making it so that they're able to win games. I mean, they haven't beaten any of the, like, top-tier teams, I would say. Um, maybe the Werewolves were that before they were battling some injuries, but – they haven't quite beaten any top tier teams, but it's definitely good to see them, you know, starting to pick up some momentum. Again, this is the best time to start picking up some some momentum. And uh, I mean, you take a look at Jeff Winchell. He had 21 points, and he was guarding Brian Heston most of the yep. game. And Brian only scored 19. I mean, 19 is still a good amount of points, but from somebody that's capable of going for 30 plus 40 points, that's a pretty good defensive showing, which has been huge for Island Time. For sure. And so Island Time improves to four and four and they're currently fifth in the standings but we're going to go over you know tiebreakers and all that stuff in a second but right. they're in that cluster of one two three five teams 
that sit at four and four. So a big turnaround for Island Time. The Werewolves, another one of those teams that are four and four. So Island Time does have the head-to-head tiebreaker there. Ozone Boys six and two, having won six in a row, and the Duyes Boys also four and four. So we're kind of touching on a lot of those four and four teams early. Another, um, I think that's kind of it for the close ones. Let's go to Bucket Chasers, Goodfellas. You know, uh, Christian is a known Goodfellas supporter. Um, we'll, we'll bring him in on this one. Goodfellas, I know they're three and five. I've been keeping an eye on them, um, and uh, you know, a tough outing against the Bucket Chasers. We were talking about it. Kevin Figueroa had his way. Uh, I was over there for that game. He, you know, the stats almost don't even support uh, the impact he had on this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kevin Figueroa, 30 points. Uh, and from what I saw on the highlights, he made it look pretty easy. Uh, he <laughs> seemed to dominate uh, inside all, all night, 16 rebounds. I mean, 14 for 20, extremely efficient. And uh, when he shows up, they're, they're a different team, really. Um, you know, they're a decent team when he's not there. But when he's there, you know, you can you can really say that they're one of those top six teams in the league. And he's really a, a difference maker for them. Um, and, of course, the Goodfellas, you know, I had my rant last week. There's no not really any more breath to put into it. You know, another awful showing. Um, you know, just they started the game decent, 18 points up by four after one. And then after that, they, they only uh, score about – uh, 32 po- points for the rest of the game. So, I mean, you're going to score that less. You're going to give up that many points. Um, you're not You're not going to win games in this league. It's just not going to happen, especially against a, a team that has as many talented players as the Bucket Chasers. just can't happen. Yeah, and speaking of the Bucket Chasers, let me just point out 10 made threes as a team for them in Week 8. And then when you throw in yeah. Kevin Figueroa doing what he does, cleaning the glass, attacking, getting those dunks. When they're making threes as a team, that's the balance. It's like, a, a, you know, back-breaking threes because they're beating you down low, beating you down low, surge, you know, um, surge to the to the bucket for two. And then, um, you know, other guys are hitting threes. It's huge for them. Um, let's do – got a couple blowouts to get to. Uh, boom shakalaka, Boston Blazers. Boom, Shakalaka 8-0. They do lock up the top seed because they have beaten the other two teams with one loss who will face off in Week 9, Lob City and Good U. So Boom has that one seed and a bye locked up. The other two teams still playing for the bye. They beat the Blazers in a game um, you know, where only uh, four – well, they had five guys. Check it out. Boom, Shakalaka had five guys, Fox. Um, but And the Blazers, you know, a little shorthanded. Um, but it really was – you know, boom, doing what boom does, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this game obviously ended up being a blowout, but up until the fourth quarter, this game was close. Uh, if you take a look at that fourth quarter, boom outscored the Blazers 36 to 20. That's a ridiculous quarter. I mean, um, after the game, uh, I got a chance to talk to Brandon Sweeney with the interview, and he pretty much just said they started off slow. The Blazers controlled the tempo, which I completely agree with, and then they started to play – boom shakalaka style of basketball at the end and they were able to bounce back and i mean they had three guys go for 28 points which is kind of crazy but they were just able to show out yeah and you see the blazers there a day bright you know really kind of causing some problems for boom shakalaka but uh not enough as boom eight and oh and that means the blazers fall two four and four so they're now also in that pack it's, it's going to seem like every team 
is four and four. That's because, you know, nearly half the league is four and four. Um, but let's move on. We will do good you stampede. Speaking of uh, transitions, good you and Lob City facing off in week nine. Both are seven and one. Good you and Lob City. And uh, good you able to take down the stampede. Um, you know, more Ryan Palumbo. I know that for sure. Uh, and uh, good you, a big game in week nine that can uh, affect some things in the playoffs. What they do in week eight, Christian? Um, good you kind of just came out of the gate real hot uh, this week. Um, you know, after the first half, they were winning 41 to 17. <laughs> uh, and they kind of just, they just put the pedal to the metal. Uh, I think after last week, they were maybe a little bit annoyed with their performance. I mean, they lost to, obviously, what we think is the best team in the league. But I think they thought they were maybe a little bit uh, more capable of what they showed out there. And uh, Stampede got the, the worst end of that. Um, you know, everyone on their team, uh, at least five guys, scored 14 or more points, which is very impressive. Um, extremely well-rounded team. We know uh, everyone on their team can really get things done. That's why good use, um, as good as they are. And then when it comes to the Stampede, man, it's just a, a lot of inefficient play. Um, you know, lots of losses in a row and it's just just kind of due to that i mean they're just not taking smart shots they're not playing well um simple as that yeah if i remember correctly the stampede started two and oh they did they're, yeah they're, they're going the other way having lost now exactly. six in a row um and so there they are two and six with a chance to be the 12 seed um you know far from what we thought um earlier in the season of them Speaking of the team that good you will play in week nine, Lob City, they take down the Shady Dunkers and huge first quarter, you know, puts the game away early. Um, I mean, Lob City being Lob City, no Aaron Gray, right? Um, so that, that didn't help for the Shady Dunkers. So. Yeah, this game wasn't much of a game, really. I mean, Greg Holt went off for 42. He was just, he hit seven threes. He just, he couldn't miss. He was pulling up for three on fast breaks without setting his feet and just making them. It was crazy. It was just Lob City doing what Lob City does, exactly what you said. Um, after the game, uh, Mike just said it outright. He said, we're the best team in the league. So we'll see what happens come playoff time. They have to go prove it. Yeah, for sure. And let's just take a peek at the Shady Dunker stats really quick. Caleb Harris, Kenzie Marte. Yeah, leading the way. And no one else really able to contribute. And the last game. Um, you guys can make fun of me. Basket Hounds, Halfway Crooks. Yeah. Uh, so first, before we get to that, let's do this. Lob City, 7-1, and one, like we talked about. Shady Dunkers, 1-7. and seven. And uh, depending on week nine, they're in that 13-seed spot. Um, moving ahead, the Halfway Crooks do get their second win, 2-6, and six, the same record as the Stampede. Do you remember the Halfway Crooks did beat the Stampede? So if they both finish with the same record, that would be the tiebreaker. Basket Hounds 0-8 after losing to the Crooks. And, uh, you know, we can bring up the box score. I'm not thrilled about it. Um, but it was a, you know, dominant performance for the halfway Crooks. I mean, come on, Joe. You couldn't even get into double-digit scoring? No. No. Didn't even step foot inside the three-point line. No, nope. but all joking aside, obviously the Crooks, I mean, they dominated. Uh Kevin out here with 37 points, Dylan with 28, Jared with the triple-double, just everyone able to perform, everyone able to perform. <laughs> uh, 
Blow that stat line out, man. <laughs> but it, it was a good game. I mean, again, not much to talk about here. Yeah. Perfect. Nice and short. Love it. All right. How we expected. Yes. Yes. I think uh, what many expected. So let's do this. Let's first, let's bring up these standings for you guys. So here's what it looks like right now with the team records heading into week nine. Now, again, the standings don't know the tiebreakers, so kind of have to give it some slack for that. Like I mentioned, the halfway crooks would technically be ahead of the Stampede if they finish with the same record because when they played the halfway crooks one, head-to-head is that first tiebreaker. So we have all those four and four teams. If three, well, yeah, three or more teams finish with the same record, if one of those teams beat the other two, then that's the first tiebreaker head-to-head. If every team did not play every team that is tied, or if they all beat each other and there's no clear person who won head-to-head, it's going to be RPI as the tiebreaker, which takes into account your winning percentage, your opponent's winning percentage, and your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. And all of that is weighted to give you a number. It's a math equation. And then that's how we break the tie of you know more than two teams with the same record. So just to kind of give you some playoff stuff, and then we're going to look at week nine and let the guys break down some of these matchups. Boom shakalaka has locked up the one seed. The top two teams get a bye. Good you and Lob City play in week nine. The winner of that game very easily gets the two seed and a bye. So to the quarterfinals, which there, there you go. You want something to play for? There it is. The loser will, will almost likely be the three seed. Now you're saying, well, if the Ozone Boys win and one of those teams will have two losses, Good you did beat the Ozone Boys in week one. So if Good you loses, and the Ozone Boys win. That becomes a head-to-head tiebreaker. Good use the three seed. Lob City loses. The Ozone Boys still have to win. But then it is a math equation between those two teams for the three and the four. Neither get a bye, so not a huge deal. We then get into the logjam at five, six, seven, eight, and nine of four and four teams. And the Goodfellas with a win in week nine could get into that mix of four and five, five and four teams so we're going to look at the schedule in a second. Like I mentioned, Stampede and Crooks battling for 11 and 12. And if the Goodfellas lose and the Stampede or Crooks win, one of those teams could finish as high as 10. So let's bring up our schedule page and we have our week nine schedule as well as the playoff dates. So we talked about Good and Lob City, Goodfellas and Blazers are in that four and four, three and five mix we talked about. We mentioned Crooks and Boom, so Boom has stuff locked up. Will they let up? Probably not. It's a rivalry game. Not expecting that. But the Crooks could use a win. Ozone Boys, Bucket Chasers. Ozone Boys have almost stuff locked up. Werewolves and Stampede. Werewolves in that 4-4 four and four mix that are going to need a win. Dewey's Boys, I'm sure, are going to want to win <laughs> against the Shady Dunkers and the Basket Hounds and Island Time. So, guys, a lot to digest, but we'll go to Fox first. Um, what do you think is maybe one of the most important week nine matchups and why? So obviously you're going to look at that Lob City good you matchup you pointed out. Um, but I'll stay, I'll stay clear of that to try to bring up something less talked about maybe. Um, but I think that Blazers Goodfellas game could have a lot of implications behind it. Um, both teams are kind of middle of the standings ish. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the Blazers, if they win, can potentially move up. Goodfellas, same thing. So I think that game has a lot of playoff implications behind it. Yep. Christian? Um, I'm actually looking 
towards the Ozone Bucket Chasers game uh-huh. just because it's a real interesting matchup, I think. Um, Noah Berg versus Kevin Figueroa, that's going to be a really good matchup in the post. And then I think actually guard play, they match up pretty equally as well. Um, I definitely think Ozone's a little bit better, and I expect them to probably squeak out a win. But I think it could be a really interesting game. And, of course, if Ozone loses, I mean, things really start to shake up in the standings there. Uh, RPI will definitely come into it, and who knows what uh, seed people will start getting. That's true. Ozone, um, and I'm going to pull the standings back up here, almost can't. Yeah, Ozone's the lowest they can go is four, but all all of the math stuff for sure. Um, We talked about the bucket chasers taking on the ozone boys so maybe bucket chasers go to four and five island time seems that seems to have a win so they're going to maybe you know more than likely finish five and four against the basket hounds Duye's yep. boys one of those four and four teams against the shady dunkers we would expect them to win and be five and four talked about the werewolves and stampede kind of liking the werewolves chances they're going to be five and four so there's three teams right there that are all going to be tied more than likely and uh, you know that's if the blazers you know, none of those four and four teams play each other is my point. So there's a lot of possibilities where they all can be five and four. That kind of limits the amount of outcomes for the good fellas who needs a win to get to four and five right. and some losses to kind of creep up outside of 10. Um, let's bring these standings back up here real quick. As they sit right now, that's not our standings page. Oh, no. All right. I'm getting out of this then. Um, as the standings sit right now, which uh, of these teams and matchups in that first round do you guys like? So that means the three would take on the 14, the four would take on the 13, the 512, 6'11, like we talked about. So it'd be Bucket Stampede, um, 512, Island Time Crooks. Yeah. Um, you know, eight, nine is always interesting. Blazers and werewolves, seven, 10 do uh, you know, good which rivalry game we just saw a couple weeks ago. Um, Fox, which of those matchups do you like? Um, I think that Island time matchup could be really interesting. Um, Island time crooks, I think, yeah, Island time crooks because Island time has been hot, but the crooks always seem to be just out of reach of a win whenever they manage to lose. Um, they're not really getting blown out by many teams. They're always in it. Hate to give you all these props, Joey, but uh, <laughs> so, sometimes you got to give credit where it's due. Um, but I think that would be a really good game to see, especially so early on in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Christian? Yeah, um, I'm looking the same way, actually, but I'm thinking maybe that island time, once we do it all out, I'm thinking that might be Duye's boys, um, probably in that five spot. Uh, and I'm thinking Duye's boys versus halfway crooks is actually a great matchup as well. Um, mm. especially with all your big man play, all yep. their guard play. It's a really intriguing matchup. And I think that could go either way easily. Yep. Let's say it now. I'd hate to play the halfway <laughs> crooks in the first round. Sorry guys. <laughs> That's probably no, but, um, the size, uh, that we have is more consistent than guard play. And so, um, not, that has nothing against Duyas. That just means so that's you know one of the reasons that we seem to be in every game, right? So in a one and done scenario, there's certain teams that rely on shooting, that rely on guards, where that maybe is hit or miss. You know, dunks or dunks. You know, most times. And so in a, in a one and done scenario, that's where it gets fun. Get some March Madness feel in August when the playoffs will start on Sunday, August fourth. 
Guys, we'll be back next week with those matchups finalized to preview the first round and the quarterfinals because it's going to be a quick turnaround Sunday, August 4th and Tuesday, August 6th. Good job, guys. That's been the Week 8 postgame show. Thanks for watching.